0: we are hanging out in the temple of the moon today what is up everyone welcome to the cub cooker supernatural podcast we're going to talk about the lunar eclipse we just had last night today is november 8th and the lunar eclipse happened around 3 a.m central standard time Uh, i want to talk about the biblical context for that today as well as uh, the esoteric context just kind of what i've received uh from the universe from god from uh different sources uh that I kind of feel like this lunar eclipse symbolized for me um and definitely was weird that I heard this confirmed this morning by another girl on TikTok who I follow uh she does different types of spiritual readings and yesterday I experienced very powerfully like going through all of these things and working through these emotions Um, and what I'm going to talk about today is something that I've kind of spoken out against before, which is called shadow work. Um, there's a lot of different spiritual gurus that do it. Um, I can't say that I agree that that is always the answer, but I think that there are times in our lives where we definitely have to like go through that and, and, and move through those emotions or those traumas from our past or whatever that might be. Um, in order to, to reach a brand new place and, and f- find that light on our face again. Um, and so while I, again, I do not believe like this is perpetually always the answer, but I think that there are certainly times and seasons again, as the Bible says, um, for us to kind of go through the motions, go through these type of things. So, uh, but with that said, uh, the cub cooker supernatural podcast discusses and explores, Faith, spirituality, paranormal, and mythology, all in the light of love and respect to all walks of faith, life, religions, orientations, races, and cultures. Uh, We don't care who you are, where you do or don't go to church, who you're married to, what the color of skin uh, you have, or uh, what holidays you celebrate. Uh, As long as you're here in love and light and just uh, on a genuine path of seeking the authentic reality, then, then welcome. That's what we're here for. So, um, personally, I am uh, what you might consider a uh, Christian Gnostic mystic. Um, so, I do believe in the Universal Christ. That's who I follow and try to embody that energy and that consciousness every day. Um, I believe that He was the Light bearer. Uh, bringing light into the world, enlightening people, um, even in dark times, Um, and that is what I do. I am a light worker. Um, I'm all about the light, but I'm not just that, like, oh, like, everything's cool type of guy, like, um, I have deep feelings and emotions. I go through stuff um, in the, the signs and the seasons, just like everyone does, so I'm not just here to just have all this energy all the time and just, like, tell you everything is okay, uh, I'm here to, uh, really try to decode all of this and really help each person find the light and build their own particular mythos, a mythos being a set of agreements, uh, that we have about ourselves or a thing that affects our worldview, um, our faith view. It affects all kinds of different things about us. It's Mike. He says, have you ever been visited by other beings in the spiritual realm? Um, yeah, I mean, in dreams and stuff, I've never really had any, like, you know, some people say they've been taken to different places and stuff, uh, never within like a natural setting. Have I had any kind of thing like that? Mine is more like manifest in downloads and like inspirations and serendipity and things around me. It's like this consciousness ballet happening all the time in my head. Uh, not really just my head, but really like my whole being. And when I can align all of that, I receive just a lot more flow. It's more of a flow state of just like living water, just like flowing through everything. So, uh, no, I haven't seen orbs or anything like that. Um, I think those are kind of different gifts. Um, some people, um, have that mine is more my creativity, Um, and so that's really like my light worker gift is that creative approach to everything and helping people build a mythos. You might call me a gnosis coach or mentor. Um, and so within those confines of kind of what I do is, um, I don't do, uh, anything where I'm like calling forth the spirit realm or anything on anyone. I'm really just here to help you help all of us. Uh, decode all of the stuff around us, all the noise and really just put it into a system of understanding uh, and inner standing really where you have a deeper knowing of things and it's not built on doctrine and dogma or a process. It's more about just really getting yourself and getting like what's really going on out there to, to the best of, of my, my knowledge and my, Uh, extent of expertise one of the things I approach this with is like hey I don't know I don't know because it's like the more I know the less I know and the less I know the more I can know or gnosis Um, and that's why I love Gnosticism Uh, not necessarily for all of its weird writings but uh, for the idea that like there's light in all of us and we're all pieces of God we have to wake up to that. Like that's our, our biggest goal on this earth is to, to wake up, um, and to help others wake up and to lead others. And like, everybody has a unique gift within that. Um, how do you lean into spirituality without neglecting your trust in what's physically observable? Hey, that's a great question. Uh, hoagie hoag. Um, You know for me um i think it's like i see that spirituality in all of the physical observable universe while i do believe we live in a physical matrix that's that's essentially designed to blind us to the spiritual reality um, i do like i love the verse that talks about from the beginning of time like god's unseen qualities have been visible in the things that are made And like, we don't have an excuse for not knowing him because he's there in everything. Like just watch how grass blows in the wind. Like you can see all the patterns and everything. And like, you can't see the wind, but you can certainly see the effects of the wind through the field. I live out here in West Texas and, um, you can be in the middle of a field in the middle of the day and know you're not alone because there's just this consciousness, this, this breath over everything. And, course we explain that and say well it's this reaction and that and the heat exchange and then you got clouds and then the it's either drawing air or pushing air but it's like well what is air you know oh we can look at molecules in the air but what about all the empty space what about all the empty space in you what fills that empty space well it is an invisible void um of somehow conscious nothingness uh that we all can communicate through we all have within us we all like ever since we were a little child, we were born into knowing, and then somewhere along the way, uh, could it be, could be on day three, could be on year three? Like, people debate on when that is. Like, is it pain and suffering? Is it like programming? What is it that makes a child lose their inherent quality of they are the hero? They are God. They are at peace and in joy, and everything. Like, if they're thinking it, it's being created. Like, everything that is in front of them is real and it's, there's no separation between spirit and the physical realm at that point. It's like, it's all there. It's all one. And I think that that's kind of what I want to talk about today is like the unity of divine feminine and divine masculine. Divine masculine is inherently concrete. It is, um, like, you know, kind of that rock and steel and iron type mentality, Um, divine feminine is fluid and, and water and, uh, life and like just kind of this ability to flow through anything. Like there's a lot of beauty in that. And so even in biblical scriptures, that's why I love mythology because, you know, you guys wouldn't believe the mythology that's in the old Testament and the new Testament, like just what people believed and all the prophecies and stuff. And one of the things here, um, is, um, where, Oh, where is it? I had it pulled up. Uh, it was someone talking about like the moon worshiping them or bowing down to them. Where was that? Um, I gotta find it again. I just had it pulled up. Like I literally had it right here. Um, so just in Psalms, uh, like the moon, it will be established forever. A faithful witness in the skies. When I look to the heavens, uh, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which I uh, which have been set in place. In Revelation, when uh, he opened the sixth seal, I looked and behold, it was a great earthquake. The sun became black as sackcloth and the moon became like blood. Um, so like now we're getting into Revelation prophecies with this. Why is that important? Because all through the Old Testament, the moon was a feminine wisdom. It was lady wisdom set in the moon. And we get that somewhat in the Old Testament. But you get into Enoch, as we're into right now, and you have this like massive mythology about God setting wisdom in the moon. And there's even one verse that talks about that those who are not in wisdom who are not united with wisdom that that moon the very light of the moon would be a curse for them and those who are united with the wisdom that the moon would be a blessing upon them like what a weird what a weird mythology what a weird thing but again in some you know as you said earlier like how do you separate the physical and the spiritual like well especially the ancients there was no separation like god was in everything there were spirits in everything Uh, Even as we're reading through Enoch, and we'll get into this afternoon, the lightnings are moved by the Spirit of God, like that Ruach is directing the lightnings and literally where they land. We look at all of this as just natural phenomenon. But again, what is natural phenomenon? We, We have all these sciences that look into the order and the structure of things, and we realize that we're a part of a massive pattern. But who is the pattern? That's the question. Who is the pattern? Uh, that pattern that obviously has consciousness, obviously has communicating abilities, obviously has unity with those who decide to unite the concrete. I'm here in the concrete, the masculine, and the feminine, I'm, like the spirit, that the wisdom, the fluidity, and uniting that together. And that's, to me, where you end up, going somewhere. Now I'm not talking about the flesh as in um, the flesh is talked about in the Bible with like, um, because I I had the Nephilim analogy the other day is like when you try to combine your divinity and your flesh, uh, you end up with like this unholy Nephilim type creature, you know, spiritually in your life. And I've been there. Like I've done that when I try to like believe and read doctrine that tells me what a horrible sinful being I am and how much forgiveness i i need it's like i've manifest more ways to be forgiven rather than going yeah i'm divine and like i've lived in the flesh long enough i'm gonna step into the into my spirit here in my body not like the flesh nature or what what the ancients considered uh the beast nature by the way the beast nature you know the beast system the beast in revelation all of that tying together like in more of this again like the more we understand about all of these ancient and i'm trying not to sneeze guys uh my allergies today have been all over the place so the more we understand about these ancient mythologies the more we can understand and decode the prophetic books um understand what like the gnostics were saying and understand what the early church was i'm trying not to sneeze um it may be time for an allergy pill today um but the more we understand about that the the more clear we can like try to disassociate all of these timelines in the Bible and say, okay, they're obviously esoteric. Like this makes so much more sense. Um, And as we get into, um, I really wish I could find that. I I swear I had it highlighted. And then I started sneezing and had to walk away. I actually started the live stream and had to walk away. Um, But yeah, I was talking about like the dream um, and that the moon and the sun and the stars bowed down to him. I think it was Joseph talking. Um, but you know, like, what does that mean esoterically? Uh, well, esoterically, you know, that's obviously meaning, um, some really different things like wisdom bowing down to him. What is the sun? Like the sun, the son of God, the son of God, the light of God. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. What is Lucifer? Lucifer is the light bringer. Um, I watched a whole video on that this morning as I'm trying to prepare for my series on Lucifer. Um, because it's pretty wild. Like we've been told Lucifer is like the enemy of God. And it's like, well, he is in a sense. He is bringing light against specifically the God of the old, the old law, the old Testament. Um, and, and as I've been saying for a while, I see that Jesus was doing the same thing. Um, and that he was bringing like this true, deeper esoteric meaning of like, you're a part of God, wake up, go out and like be the hands and feet of God, like act, on the things of love like quit worrying about all the and he hated the sacrifices like he you know this movie uh mary magdalene i just watched you know uh, it's got joaquin phoenix playing jesus and then uh, his wife or now wife um is playing mary magdalene and it's it's absolutely beautiful because that moment where uh the sacrifices are going on in the temple and they're selling all the stuff for salvation like he hated the sacrifices and he released the animals like, you know, no more of this, no more of this destruction for salvation. He became like, he was destroyed, you know? And, and then we, some say like 300 years later is where we got the original sin doctrine. I think it was with Irenaeus, um, where it it became like, okay, you need forgiveness rather than like the message. If you look at the gospel message, like just the, the main gospels, he was just really basically saying, wake up. Um, and it was a very deep message. It was like, hey, help people be love. You are manifesting the very kingdom of God within you. Um, uh, what was the show you were watching on Lucifer? Uh, Lucifer, I was watching a, a YouTube channel. The guy is, um, he's not like a Christian channel. I think his name is Morg. Um, and he's like, um, he's real kind of Gothic looking on the channel. Um, but, but oddly enough, he had the most complete video on Jesus as Lucifer. Um, and it was a beautiful video because he, he actually went through all the scriptures, looked at the light bringer, you know, coming against, uh, these old ways of penance, you know, and, um, and really control. And was releasing people through that inner light. And and still does, by the way. Unfortunately, we have a lot of doctrines. And I'm not trying to be, you know, nothing against anybody. But my biggest thing is, like, we got to be careful who we listen to. Because most people, they're going to go to a church or some sort of organized whatever. And that doctrine or dogma is going to come out of 2,000 years of church tradition. And it doesn't matter where you go, or how Bible-based, or evangelical, or orthodox, or whatever. If it's biblically oriented, it is going to have the same canonization process behind all of that doctrine. And again, I, you know, uh, that's where I started. But then I had more questions, and then I did more research, and then I went, wait a minute. And rather than it ruining my faith, I went, there's got to be an answer for this. And the answer simply is... Um, The Matrix always wants to control the narrative and that authentic the truth about who you and I are is has always been there, no matter how much effort has been made to trim it, to edit it, to um, control the direction or the narrative of it. It's still there like you look at the words of Christ and it's quite clear that he is bringing light to the world against certain doctrines and dogmas. And, uh, you know, and I see that, too. And and if you if you've watched my video on Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two, like um, I saw, all. by the way, none of this stuff that I teach, I don't teach anything that I just learned from someone else. I teach what I'm inspired to teach. So I was in the shower one day and had this thought. I'm like, dude, the serpent was not bad. Like, the serpent was bringing enlightenment to Adam and Eve. And something made Adam and Eve and trapped their true identity within the physical matrix. And, like, I just had this thought. It was an inspired thought. Well, then I start looking it up. And I'm like, well, sure enough, like, there's an ancient text called the Secret Book of John or the Apocryphon of John and it's got all of this stuff in it about that very thing about the serpent being the the one that wanted to awaken um and helped, and that the apple that really was just the fruit of knowledge and and it can be anything in our lives it could be an experience we go through some people it's substances um and i'm not i'm not I don't condone that or anything. I just say like some people finally awaken when they do experience like that kind of manufactured spiritual reality or have something that allows them to step into that. Um, And so for me, one of my, you know, forbidden apples was the gospel of Thomas, like reading the Gnostic words of Christ, which by the way, they've dated to like probably one of the closest writings to the time of Christ that are most likely his actual words. Um, even more so than what we have in the canonical gospels, which would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So, um, Lynn, awesome, awesome. Yeah, Lynn, if you ordered the Gnostic uh, gospels, then, oh, it's life-changing knowledge right around the corner for you. So, congratulations. Uh, And anyone that does want to order the Gnostic gospels are uh, the Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Philip, Gospel of Judas, and Gospel of Mary Magdalene. And I've got them over there on my website, cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Um, so, yeah, you can check out that guy's channel. Just really, really impressed by his work. Uh, thank you for always sharing your light, my friend. You bet, 3EM. Uh, I'm very, very happy to. Uh, awesome, Lynn. You got all of them. Congratulations, and thank you for the support. Um when you have time, please check out my work. Um, I need to discuss it. Um, I have no idea what that is. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll check that out for sure. Um, let's see other questions. Okay, good. I'll keep going. So, um, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars, they all have their place. They were all, um, of course viewed from ancient times as having spiritual, connection you know they're like a physical representation of a spiritual entity um i don't see that that's so far off by the way like um if you think about like we have our smartphones now i can like an ancient person that looked at the smartphone and didn't know how to turn it on wouldn't have a clue but an enlightened person that looks at the moon and understands how to interpret it and harness its energy within You know, it doesn't require ritual or incantations or anything. Some people take it that far. I'm not into that at all. I just think observing and understanding we live in a giant clock, it's telling us when it's time for certain things. Um, And if we're just actually in tune with our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and our energies, that changes how we do things. And so for me, um, ha, 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 that's not your copyright to sell, dude. Yeah, it actually is. I'm an Amazon partner, so um, I can sell whatever I want through there as long as it's on their their page. Um, And I read uh, from those books uh, within copyright laws, by the way. So I can read excerpts as a means for educational content, so don't talk about what you don't know about uh Mr. Insane Drummer so uh aptly named by the way so with that said um you know sun moon stars um we're, you know I talked about the sun the other day today is about the moon the moon is hard guys it's wisdom is 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 not easy okay and that's why I think that that Enoch again on an esoteric level talking about the moon being a curse for those who do not have wisdom, but it's a blessing for those who do. I struggle in the night. I struggle in the night, by the way. Uh, and yeah, it's through my, yeah, you bet. Um, it's through my Amazon site. So again, I'm a, I'm a verified Amazon partner, Amazon influencer. Um, that was, um, not an easy process. So, but I'm, I'm allowed to build stores on there. It It's sold and shipped directly from Amazon, all through mine, through an affiliate program. I get a very small cut of every sale that happens through that. So say you make an order for $45, I might get $2 of that, $2 to $3 of that. So just FYI, that's about kind of the ratio there. So I'm not getting rich off of that, buddy. Um, but with that said, um, the moon brought me a lot of wisdom last night. God brought me a lot of wisdom through the moon. You guys know what I'm saying. And so the moon last night, um, I knew something was up with it. I knew that this eclipse we were going to have at like 3 a.m. Think about 3 a.m. Between 3 and 4, 3D, 4D, uh, depending on where you were in the country, it may have even been 5. So between 3D and 5D. You have an eclipse. What is an eclipse? It's a blocking of light. Um, and it causes a moment of that moon turning to blood, what we would call a blood moon. And it wasn't just a blood moon like on the horizon when it's really dark red from the atmosphere. This was like, you know, this lunar eclipse, it turns pretty blood red, pretty dark. Uh, I'm trying not to sneeze, guys. I apologize. Um, and so this, as I woke up this morning, I had dealt with some deep, deep emotions last night and I had, I drove around in the car and talked with my wife and just shared about a lot of stuff in my childhood that, um, that bothered me that I think affected me more than I think it did that, um, I can't change. And it's not, some people have childhood trauma that it's like so much worse than me. And so it's not. And i'm not blaming anybody i'm just saying like there are certain things i was uh, homeschooled from a young age um, i was able to do theater my grandmother put me into theater so i was able to be around more people and get on stage and do stuff like this and talk publicly so i'm really grateful for that I also had a lot of different mentors including sunday school teachers who really looked out for me and making sure that uh, I had an open mind and everything. And and it's and none of this is like against my parents. It's just a lot of the groups we were a part of. We we're a part of a particular group here in West Texas that is very, very, very deeply, deeply biblically conservative, limited on like anything that you're allowed to touch, look at, think about any type of doctrine. Like we had some really, really strict control mechanisms around these groups. Like you had to use a certain curriculum. Like you couldn't, play video games in a lot of cases, you, uh, you know, Pokemon cards were like, they were, they represented little demons or something. I mean, like, I don't know what, you know, I guess Pokemon does stand for a little monster or something like that, but, uh, you know, like whatever, like, and, and the whole, the whole idea that, you know, playing Pokemon cards was like casting spells or something. And, uh, and if you believe that stuff, I mean, uh, respect. Okay. I'm, I'm not telling I'm just saying, for me, like, it caused a lot of problems. For me, I struggled, and, like, growing up, like, I had a huge rebellious streak because I felt like I had been so limited in so many ways, and, like, I didn't understand why this God didn't want me to do all this stuff, and it was it was fear-based, guys, honestly, it was fear-based. And so, for me, like, last night in this energy of the moon, like, pre-eclipse, I'm just, like, going through all this stuff, stuff I hadn't thought about in, in – years about my childhood and how I was brought up in certain belief systems that like these homeschool groups that we were a part of put on us and just a lot of confusion I had about who I was, my identity, uh, what I was supposed to be versus what I authentically was. And that really, really messed with me for a long time. In fact, to the point of like, I was really non self-aware for a whole period of my life up until, um, really until like high school and college and then I kind of started stepping into my own Um, but that led me to all that pain that I had because it was guys it was like accumulated pain whenever you're controlled and manipulated for long enough you accumulate a lot of pain and a lot of the things that you do believe and feel are based on illegitimate data or incomplete data or manipulated data Um, and that's a problem. That's a problem for me. That's a problem probably for you. Um, because nobody's perfect and no set of parents are perfect. No group is perfect. But again, here in West Texas, I had a pretty rough run of it with, uh, I'm this creative kid and I've got a bunch of ideas that don't fit with this narrative. And, um, I wanted to be things that these types of groups said I couldn't be. Um, and it, and I struggled, I struggled a lot, but, but here I am kind of going through that and realizing that, and that's called shadow work when we like dig and we find those root, like, where is it rooted in? It's rooted somewhere in darkness. Like it's not up in the light and you got to uproot it to bring it out into the light and figure out what hurt you, what's been bothering you. And again, I don't, I don't like practice this all the time, but last night I really had to go through this and a lot of feelings that I had. Uh, you know, towards, uh, family members, towards these groups that we were a part of, um, to just be really honest about it. And that helped me so much, like just kind of move through that. Like just, it, it took like less than an hour last night, just for me to drive around, talk to my wife, be brutally honest about, you know, that I'm a little bit upset. Can't say exactly what I said last night on here, but, um, a little PO'd about, uh, the fact that closed-minded people would try to do this to the group of kids that we were, you know, rather than just letting us play and enjoy and giving us more opportunities, it was like limiting opportunities. And I, and I just, I don't agree with that personally. So, uh, why don't preachers speak of the light within us? It's biblical. Uh, what are they afraid of? Well, mainly, uh, Lynn, that's, um, that's 2000 years of church tradition. And you're just not going to get that because it's not doctrinal because we're adding old Testament God to new Testament God, which originally, like if you look into Marcion, a penope, he didn't believe that Jesus was talking about the God of the old Testament. He believed he was bringing a spirit God that is nameless, but nothing but truth and spirit within all of us, like, and within everything, by the way, like he was the creative, computation of the entire universe and so that is the belief golly i am so sorry guys i'm gonna have to go like uh flush my face out after this i don't know what is getting me so allergic today um let's see gold uh xrp says i was homeschooled by my dad uh he was a baptist preacher and i feel very similar absolutely like and here's the deal i don't think my parents tried to hurt me and i don't think that the parents that were in this group were trying to hurt their kids It's the lack of an open mind and fear will always, always, always lead to pain. Always. Open-mindedness and love will lead you into light, into enlightenment, into unity, uh, into peace and joy. And unfortunately, under the guise of somehow finding all of that, we were actually led more into darkness, more into limiting beliefs, more into fear. And I remember so many of the things that we learned, we would go to these conferences and there'd be like these, you know, weekends or whatever, where you'd buy different curriculums and they'd teach you something about how you were supposed to be afraid of this or that or what the world was really trying to do to you or whatever. You know, when they're just playing, they're playing the same cards that the world is playing. Like, you know, and that's the thing. And I'm here to play different cards. Like, I'm here to flip the card over. Like, let's look at the other side of it. You're playing with the same side. Well, there's another side, and it's beautiful, by the way. There's a lot more data on that. If you ever looked at a playing card, you've got, like, say, the Queen of Hearts. And you flip it over. Look at the back. Look at all the esoteric drawings on it. Look at all the tiny details. Look at how detailed that other side is. Hey, Would you even know if each card was, was different from the other one if you flip them over and look at the back? You know, They're normally, like, blue with a bunch of different patterns. There's so much more data on that side. And there's so much more of an open mind. Um, And so that's really what I'm here to do, guys. Hi, Marvell. Marvell came to, uh, you guys see her sweet face down there. Oh, she's so sweet. So speaking of lady wisdom, if you guys like what I'm doing and you really want to just continue to build a better mythos, a better operating system, a set of agreements um, and begin to manifest yourself. Uh, through holistic and original spirituality, spirituality that's your own, that's from an experiential place of God, not one that is based on a bunch of set of doctrines that that were other people's experience or uh, attempts to control the narrative or whatever. We don't know. And I'm not here to judge any of them, but um, I believe in finding our own inner path. And I think that's why the path is so small, because very, very few people will dig through their own BS to find that light within Uh, And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. And I think that was one of the most forgotten about sayings that he had. Um, The kingdom of God is within you. And so if you like that idea and you want to join a group of people and support a message that's bringing that, get access to a a private Facebook group, uh, a private video library that has, it will have hundreds of teachings. Uh, We've already uploaded dozens of teachings to it uh, that are unreleased videos that i have uh it's called the mythos membership and you can grab it over on my website c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r dot com um it is about the same price as like your streaming uh bundle uh that you're going to get on your television for like any of these main networks you know um so for about that same price uh you've got a really cool community Uh, you can go a lot deeper into what i teach and really just communicate on a regular daily basis with our community in that group we've got some really cool stuff planned for it um, and there's already really cool stuff happening so the people in there are amazing go check it out Um, you get a whole lot more of me every day uh, and a lot closer access to me to ask things uh, to really dive into these studies together and then look at a whole library of studies that have never been released to the public. So go check that out, cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. I promise you will love what's going on in there. And uh, everybody that's a part of it is such, it's it's good people in there, good people. So go check that out. Um, but as we continue with wisdom, um, man, it's wisdom's hard. Wisdom's hard. Like I found a lot of wisdom out of yesterday because I realized how many people have been looking out for me my whole life. I realized how god has placed guardians all around me i realized how he's placed mentors and teachers around me mentors and teachers aren't always people that teach you the right thing sometimes we learn the best from people that show us exactly what not to do and i've had plenty of friends and family members that have been that exact teacher for me i've had plenty of friends and family members who have been the teachers around me and the mentors that I needed to see like, yeah, that's how I need to do things. that's wisdom. But wisdom, again, is two-sided. It's not just this black and white thing. It is all the colors of the rainbow. And by the way, it's subtle like the moonlight. But just like I get uncomfortable at night because I don't really like the darkness, I like sunlight. It causes us to go within and find a deeper light. And so those, those shadow workers that are out there, Videos for you. You guys are doing some hard work every single day. I don't, I don't want to do that with my clients. That's that's hard work, and it's not my gift, by the way. My gift is a light worker, which is uh, to reveal things, to help step into um, more open-minded belief patterns, to build a mythos, a set of agreements that becomes an effective operating system. If you know how your phone kind of quits working, like whenever there's a new update. And you're like, oh, the battery's dying quicker. Oh, like it, the internet's not working now. Oh, it's glitching and freezing up here. Like we're like that, guys. And we have to update our operating system. And that's exactly what I do on this channel. I'm helping people update their operating system every day, whether they know it or not. It's updating all the time. Keeping you unstuck. Keeping you moving forward. Keeping you moving into bigger ideas. Keeping you... Moving towards wisdom, keeping you understanding things deeper, keeping you where you're in the world, but you're not of it. Because my my goal isn't for you guys to drop out by a cabin in the woods and nobody sees you again. My goal is for you to go to your job and lead other people to understanding. My goal is for you to start a, a business. My goal is for you to start a group. My goal is for you to join our group and take that out to everyone in a way that actually manifests the very kingdom of God that's already within you, by the way. I'm not bringing you anything new. I'm bringing you something that's actually quite ancient that people have known for thousands of years, but it's been forgotten. It's been covered up. It's been lost. It's been manipulated. It's had an agenda around it. I don't have an agenda other than I want people to wake up. I want people to have light in their life. I hated myself when I didn't have light in my life, and I tried to fill it up with lots of different things, one of which was drinking every single day for 10 years and smoking one to two packs of cigarettes, trying to thank you guys for the hearts, God bless you guys, just trying to fill something. And you always hear that, oh, you're trying to fill a void, trying to fill a void. Like the void in you doesn't need to be filled, it needs to be ignited with light. That void is a place to resonate light. Once the light is on in you, it'll resonate light. You don't have to fill it with anything outside of you. Even a God outside of you can't fill you. But the God within you, the creator within you, the divine one within you can fill you because it is light. He is truth and light and love and unity and oneness and not fear, not confusion, not looking for something outside of ourselves be it doctrine or uh, a prophecy or an end of the world or whatever. It's here. It's already here. I'm hearing you. Lynn says, thank you. Thank you. Uh, And myself as well. Sparks vision. Amen. Thank you. I want peace and harmony uh, and less uh, blank talking and negative talking to others. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Wisdom is knowing there's more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with this, um, You know, I just did a search for lunar eclipse. There's not a lot of lunar eclipses biblically. um, But, you know, you get a lot of moon stuff, a lot of moon imagery. And then I just looked for moon, and there's a lot of moon verses. Um, In Isaiah, it says, From new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. Again, this is going to be Yahweh talking here. Um, I don't know how to separate, but wisdom in me says... There's something different about Old Testament God and New Testament God. I go as far as to say they're different. Um, I can't tell you what to believe, but I can tell you wisdom tells me that the character of the Old Testament God is not the character of the Father that Jesus talked about. And I don't think it's just because he's a dynamic being. Jesus literally says that in my Father there is light and there is no darkness he forgives. He doesn't ask for penance. Like he didn't have to buy us back from his dad. He came to show us who we really are and set us free from the bondage of the old gods. That's what I believe. That's what Marcion believed. I had these ideas and revelations in the shower one day. I have a lot of those. Um, and then I started looking into it and, and literally months later went, Oh my gosh, there was somebody thousands of years ago. Like that was a contemporary of Paul, And he believed that Jesus was bringing a new God, not an old God. Um, And it's wild. It's wild. So you get into that deep, deep understanding. And it doesn't come so much to matter as like the narrative so much as, again, the mythos. Like are you operating and serving a unified consciousness, a fractal field of intelligence and a spirit being that is in and through all things. Are you trying to serve some deity that demanded all of these things be uh, just perfect to make him comfortable and make sure he felt worshipped? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. It's KV says, Whoa, no dude. Jesus tells us to repent and it is not a new God. There's only one. Uh, where did Jesus say that? That's my challenge for you. Uh, you're going to, you're going to hear what I say today and it's going to continue to grow. I've already planted a seed in you. You're welcome. By the way, you're going to go out now and go, Oh, that dude's crazy. That dude's crazy. And then you're going to go, wait a minute. Let me, let me just read like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. See what Jesus himself said. Then you're going to question what Paul said about him. Then you're going to question what the Old Testament says. Then you're going to reread the words of Jesus and go, wait a minute. There's something different there. There's, the character's not there. Uh, this is weird. Because then he says that you, your father is Satan. And therefore you do the things of Satan. And you follow the patterns and the processes and even the whole sacrifices and everything of Satan. And so you're going to, that's that seed that I'm planting. That's that wisdom. Wisdom in you says, hey, wait a minute. What's, what's really up here? Wisdom in you doesn't say, oh yeah, every pastor in the world says this, so I might as well just blindly believe it. Wisdom says, come, look at this. Look at this. It's quiet. It's like the moonlight. Look at this. What is that? Is that character the same? My father says, my father, you'll worship my father in spirit and truth. Your father is not my father. Like, what is he saying there? It's this, it's wisdom. It's a whisper. And there is something inherent about that that is that divine feminine that, that takes an approach that is not iron. You guys that have been in church communities, I have too. Iron sharpens iron. We are going to be warriors of the Most High, the Lord, Yahweh. God will, blah, blah, blah. Guys, I'm telling you, that that is like the most destructive doctrine for you as a man. Unite the divine feminine and the divine masculine. It's within each and every one of us, by the way. Approach that with a bit of tenderness to say, hey, I don't know everything. What's up, dragon lady? How are you doing? Thank you for being here. Uh, 3 E.M. says same, but quite possibly explained through the eyes of different beings, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely possible. So with that, that's where wisdom comes in. Like that feminine energy, the moon, the lunar. Why do people go crazy at night? They're called lunar ticks, luna ticks. I've talked about this before. Enoch talks about the moon being a curse for those who have not wisdom because they are not attached to the energy of lady wisdom in the moon. I'm not saying the moon is literally like a God in the sky. I'm saying that like there is something inherent about every function in the physical matrix that has a spiritual archetype attached to it. That is projecting that field through this hologram that we experience. And that's wild guys. Like that is wild when you get into the, the legit mythologies of the old Testament and then try to understand what was Jesus really talking about? Because it's, it's not what we've been told for 2,000 years. And anyone that speaks out and says, hey, wait a minute. I think he was saying something different. No, 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 you're a heretic. Goodbye. They just go, shh. No more. I don't want to hear it. La, 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 la. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance means to ignore that witch. To ignore that thing. It is the state of being ignorant or ignoring, ignorance, ignoring a thing, and so whenever you get presented new data, the the person with wisdom says, "Hey, let's look into the new data. Let's let's see how does that. Let me expand my understanding." Rather than no 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 no, I don't want it. I don't want to know. I'm happy. I'm happy in my little. Really, you're happy. How many pills are you taking a day? How many beers are you drinking? How many how many smokes are you taking? How much are you plugged into social or gaming? Or unhealthy friendships or relationships? Or other stuff? How's that working for you? But wisdom says Maybe I don't know it all. What do you have to teach me? Because everything is a teacher if you are a student. I'm not talking about intellectual knowledge, by the way. I'm talking about gnosis. G-N-O-S-I-S, gnosis, the knowing of, which is a deep part of your being. It's where you know it with your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and your energies. And that makes a complete human that can actually ascend through anything in life and start to understand the deeper realities that we all live in. Oh, my nephew is here too. Oh, awesome. What's up, brother? How are you doing? I didn't see you down there. Uh, Where would you recommend to start researching ourselves? Great question. And this is going to be the dumbest answer I've ever given here, but start with you. Start with you. Start researching you with you. What makes you tick? What what bothers you? Like, what are the things from, like, I I am really good at trying to forget about things that bother me. Like, my parts of my childhood and how I grew up bother me. It bothers me that I was homeschooled. People make fun of me all the time. And it's funny. It's a joke. You know, I was, oh, I was homeschooled. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm sure other homeschool kids out here maybe feel the same way. And it's funny. But at the same time, I do feel different and I do feel weird. And obviously I'm here doing this thing. And I'm not saying on all the kids that went to public school, you, you've you got something you feel weird or different for too. So it's the it's same story for everybody. That's the thing. The same story for everybody. And it's not just my story. It's your story. And so moving into that place where you can go like wait a minute i can know myself and i'm going to read a, a little little excerpt from gospel of thomas for you real quick that'll give you a great great place and so if you're looking to actually purchase a book or something go check out gospel of thomas it's on cubcooker.com under my um, under my spiritual book uh club there and you can grab it over there so if you're looking for something to actually like research outside of you Gospel of Thomas is a is a philosophy that will tie together like any any type of religious doctrine, and you'll start to like see the commonality thread of truth in all of it through Gospel of Thomas because it's it's like the transcendent words of Christ that have zero agenda attached to them. By the way, like there's no there's no narrative on you be, you have to be a sinful person for forgiveness, and there's no narrative on you need to do this or that this is just like it it, it's like an is narrative it just is this is what it is Uh, and it's absolutely absolutely beautiful and it says Yeshua said this is in Logion 2 or verse 2 Yeshua said whoever searches must continue to search until they find when they find they will be disturbed and being disturbed they will marvel and will reign over all And so if you're looking for a place to start, I highly recommend that. That's a great, great place to go. Annie says, remove all that does not produce fruit. Remove all negativity. Forgiving yourself. Yes. Start there. Start there with self-forgiveness, guys. Um, A lot of times we focus on things that others did to hurt us or ways we grew up. But there's a lot of things that we've done in reaction to that that we need to forgive ourselves for and by the way those aren't just things that we've done to other people or friendships we've ruined or relationships we've ruined or whatever it's like things we've done to destroy ourselves things we do physically mentally emotionally like to, to stop and forgive yourself and say hey I'm beautiful and it's okay it's okay And, like, God is not what all these people say. God is something within me, and that something within me is whispering a message to me all day long that I try to remove and replace with the louder messages and try to think it's all okay. Uh, Dragon Lady says, isn't it good for our health and spirit of what we believe makes us happy and content with our lives? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and like, true happiness and contentment. And I'm not talking about hobbies. Like, I like going fishing, fishing that's not helping me spiritually. Well, it doesn't even help me catch fish, but but maybe it does help me spiritually because it's a place where I'm in flow. And we can do that with all kinds of things. There's groups, there's like gamer groups and stuff. Like if you have a deeper community beyond just the, the numbing agent of it. And so that's more what I'm talking about is like, yeah, if it's good for your health and your spirituality and it brings you into a more open mindset and a more sense of a unity. And by the way, we can discern that by do I have to keep doing that thing or does it give me energy that perpetuates and builds within me? It's not something we have to like go keep doing. It's like, yeah, this is something that just it, it's validating, like it's validating spiritually. And by the way, it may go against like the the narrative I've built for myself, but it definitely leads me into a place of like wonder and awe. And just like this verse, you know, search, continue to search, find when you find the authentic reality and the truth, it's pretty disturbing because you're like, "Wait a minute! I've been lying to myself this whole time, and other people have lied to me because they're lying to themselves." You're going to be disturbed, but then you're going to marvel and go, "Holy crap! This is wild! Like this is reality. This is life. Like this is who I really am. This is who God really is. What more am I missing? Like, where oh, there's so much out there, and then you'll reign over all. And by reigning over all. Just one way you're going to do that is you step into authority in your life and you say, "I no longer have problems with money. I no longer have problems finding friends. I no longer have problems speaking to others with my authentic reality. I no longer have problems sitting in the darkness alone and being sad." And this isn't th- I, this is not a mental health lecture, guys. Like I get that there there are things. I'm not here to speak on that. But I am here to speak on the fact that in my experience, 99.9% of the people that I've watched struggle and they say it's because of this, that, and they need this or that to fix it, that what I'm talking about right now, gone. New person. Reborn. You hear about that be born again and all these people, they have an emotional reaction to it, but their thoughts don't change, their actions don't change, and their energy, their spiritual energy specifically doesn't change. Go down to an altar, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life. Okay, then boom, Monday, you got the same bills, same job, same family, everything. No, he said go and sell everything, give the money to the poor and come and follow me. This rebirth process is a rebirth process. It is a new person. And I've had to give up a lot in this last year. And when I say a lot, I mean like I had my dream house. We had to sell my dream house and my wife's so I could keep doing this. I had to give up the business. The thing that was like paying us, 2020 took a bunch of jabs at it. Then I finally had to say, all right, Lord. All right, father, father, I don't call him Lord anymore. Father, the fractal father, the divine matrix, the spiritual unity. Because I can call anybody Lord, but I'm going to call him father. Said, I'm ready. I'm ready for more and and I'll give up anything. Like I'll give up all of this. And that day I said, all of this, I'll give it up. I just want truth. I want the authentic reality and I want to step into my life's work. And I said that prayer in 2020, then the pandemic hit, then I lost a bunch of my gigs, then I lost my main gig at the beginning of this year. Finally, the business, I tried to keep it open a little bit longer, a little bit longer, kept fighting it like, no, God, I want the, I want really what you want for me. I want the real, I want the real thing. I want the real thing. I want to do what I've always been meant to do. But by the way, I want to make a lot of money doing this and comfortably move into a place where I'm able to do this thing that I've agreed to already. And here I am. And it wasn't comfortable and it was wisdom and it felt dark, but there was light there. And there was a lot of voices telling me what to do, but there was wisdom whispering, saying, no, just let it happen. Just, just fall into this. Let everyone judge you for a minute. Cub failed. Look, his business, he had to sell his house. Look at that. Oh, that much. Oh yeah. How's that feel? And that wasn't just in my head. That's like, literally there were people in my life, people that are no longer my friends that even spoke out against me, that didn't help me move, by the way, and spoke out against me publicly on social media, telling me that I'm leading people to hell, that I've been deceived, and that I'm becoming a stumbling block to the little believers. Well, I hope they stumble, and I hope they fall flat on their face, and then they get up, and they actually get help up into a real reality where they understand who they really are. Because by the way, where they were walking wasn't the right place in the first place. So I'm glad that they tripped, fell on their face just like I did. And now maybe we can all get up together as a community and keep walking, keep running our race towards the truth, by the way. Not the doctrine and not all the stuff that we're told, but actually keep running together. And I mean that in love, by the way, I don't ever wish anyone would physically fall. I'm talking about like, I, this whole year has been a stumbling block for me. I had to trip over everything that I had built, get up and realize that that thing I thought was saving me was actually what caused me to fall. And then actually look at where I really was going and what God really agreed with me to build here. So think about that in your, in your own life. Like what does that look like for you? Where are you going and what data are you operating on? Because if you're like me, I sold myself on a lot of data that did not compute together. It manifests in my my health. I've lost, I don't know, I've lost a good amount of weight. I'm certainly not cut or anything. And I don't even really go to the gym that often. This wasn't like a commitment to personal health. It's just like when you're meditating and you're holding your breath and you're in prayer and you're like doing this spiritual thing every day, it burns a lot of calories. Like it's just you end up in a different physical form. Um, And if you know me, that's like the least of what I care about. But I do care about wellness and wellness is a balance of all of those things. And when you're well, you can feel it. You can look at yourself. And and by the way, most people that are in shape, they're not well. Look at them. You can tell a well person because they are well balanced. doesn't matter the shape of them or the cut of them or the color of them or anything like that. You can tell they're glowing. They're well. They have a spiritual wellness about them. And I'm certainly not where I want to be with it. But I do know that this last year has changed everything about me. My thoughts, my emotions, my energies, and my actions. I love you guys. Listen to the wisdom of the moon. Listen to your inner voice. You have it within you. Don't let it be a curse to you in the night. Let it become wisdom. I love you guys. I'll see you this afternoon, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Bo, Uh, Beast Sunshine. Thank you, who else was on? Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Strice. Thank you, Dragon Lady. Thank you, 3EM. Thank you guys for being here. Brandon, thank you for being here. I love you guys. you will have a beautiful afternoon. Again, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hit up my website if you want to support what I'm doing. I do this full time. Cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Don't wait another day. Join the Mythos group, and you get to go much deeper into all of this with me every day. Love you guys. Peace.